What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face, then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. What's happening, skater? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm changing gears a little bit this week. I know the last two weeks we dabbled with some more metaphysical concepts, and maybe you loved that, right? Maybe you didn't. Either way, I would love to know, so feel free to reach out and tell me what is shining brightest for you these days. To be honest with you, to be very honest with you, I have been a little shy about speaking to more of the metaphysical side of what I do in my life to support my biggest growth, to support me becoming the fully embodied non-binary baddie that you know me to be. I use this energy work, these metaphysical practices to support my growth regularly, day to day. Right now I'm sitting next to my beautiful altar space and I spend a lot of time with it and in it, but I feel so shy thinking about talking about it. I worry. I worry about your judgment and your rejection of me. I'm realizing that these are the people-pleasing parts of me that have been laying dormant, but they're not gone yet. You know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm only a human being who is growing and who is healing and who spent many years living in this people-pleasing energy of feeling that I needed to present a certain way, that I needed to have certain types of interests in order for others to accept me. And so I have been shy about sharing some of these things that are, for me, some of the most exciting and profound and connected aspects of who I am. I have a resolution in 2023 to allow you to know more of me, to see more of me. The practical coaching parts, the woo-woo parts. And if you were ever to come to my office space, they might be more evident to you, right? I have crystals, which I collect and I love to work with. I have been um, collecting crystals for a while now, but more recently I'm focusing on sourcing my own mineral specimens, my own crystal specimens to work with, things that actually find me in nature that I'm not just procuring. And it's something I'm very excited about. If you want to talk about rocks, like <laughs> hit me up. I also have singing bowls that activate my chakras. They make my centers open up wide when I meditate. I love using them. I have a dedicated meditation mat and pillow, and I still think they are some of the best things that I bought for this office space when I moved in. Take up no room, they make me feel so comfortable. It is so much easier to sit down and do my meditation practice. And like I said, I, I also have an altar and I have many tarot decks and oracle decks. I love these parts of my life. They have changed me and aligned me in so many magical ways, and they're used 
practically every day in one way or another, alone or together. And I use them with devotion and without any shame. But here I am feeling shameful on some level about being open with these parts of who I am to you. 2023 is the year I resolve to be more open, to share all of the parts of myself. The more I do this, the more confident I feel, the more relief I feel, the more aligned I feel in this world with myself and with others like you and with energy. So get ready to meet some other sides of me, skaters. I am a multifaceted being, and I'm ready to be more open about that with you. I love that human beings are so multifaceted and diverse in how they spend their energy. And I say spending energy because I think that time is generally relative. Time can pass slowly, it can fly by. I don't see how much time we spend on something as the direct relationship to our success in it or how much we love it. I love to travel, but I don't spend heaps of time doing that annually. It doesn't make it any less important to me. I'm more interested in how I'm spending my energy. Over the last three years of this pandemic, and my life in this pandemic, I've altered the ways in which I spend my time and my energy a lot. What used to spark joy for me doesn't seem to hit the same anymore. And that has been conflicting, confusing. It's made me call into question my identity as a person of interest, or should I say an interesting person. And this is something I am also self-conscious of. I've spoken on this podcast before about how I'm a recovering people pleaser. I said that earlier, and that stems from many years of feeling desperation to fit in, desperation to be accepted by others. The result of a childhood and teenage years spent feeling in many ways like a leper. <laughs> The pandemic has changed me fundamentally as a human being. It really has. It has changed almost everything about my life, my outlook, my values, and of course, how I choose to spend my energy. Previous versions of myself took a quantity approach. More is more is more. More time being social meant more people would want to be social with me. More drinks meant more fun and more likability from others. More time spent away from my house meant my days held more value. More diverse interests meant I was more interesting and that I would be valued more by other people. This is what I thought, and it created a cycle of burnout for me that was really, really hard to break up with. What did all of this more, more, more doing, doing, doing really do for me, though? It kept me distracted. It left me heckin' broke. It held me hostage in comparison to others. It exhausted me to no end. I was running fast and hard on a slippery, wet surface that left me flailing instead of moving forward, because when I was this busy, I had no direction. 
the last three years have seen me go from being booked out and running to, well, being kind of boring. And you know what? I, I love it. I have never been happier. I have never had so much clarity. I have never felt so much like I was making real moves forward in my life. I am embracing my boring side. And I think and hope that after this podcast episode, you might just do the same. So are you ready to lean into being a snore skater? <laughs> Pump the brakes and hit those toe stops. This week, we are learning the art of going slow. Taking a less is more approach to life has been a blessing in disguise for me. There were many, many years when staying in on a Friday or Saturday night felt blasphemous. Like, what do you mean stay in? Isn't all the fun out there? I was certain that time removed from the ethos of social engagements would render me inconsequential and completely forgotten by others. But universe has a funny way, doesn't it? In March of 2020, I was locked in my small apartment all alone, day after day, grasping at any sense of normalcy I could cling on to. I did not have a reference point for being inside all day every day. I fought it. I pushed the limits on being outdoors or connecting with my loved ones safely because I was so uncomfortable just being at home. But I was also heckin' terrified. I did not understand what was going on, and we at this point knew so little about COVID-19. I was terrified. I was really scared that I would become an asthmatic again should I ever contract it. I was a heavily asthmatic child. It was super traumatizing for me, medically speaking, and knowing that this was like a respiratory virus, I was truly scared that I would contract it and go right back to being that eight-year-old version of myself, that 10-year-old version of myself. I've talked about this before too, but I went through a breakup around this same time and I was left with no one to have any kind of intimacy with. And I mean that emotionally or physically. My life felt completely foreign to me in the span of a two-week period. And so began the decline into being a boring person. <laughs> or I might have viewed it as a decline if I was not so busy being scared for my health and safety. <laughs> the first thing that happened was that I virtually stopped drinking alcohol. This is not the first time in my life that I have stopped drinking alcohol. There was a span of time where I was a um, fitness coach and a personal trainer and nutrition specialist that I cut out alcohol because it wasn't serving those goals. But at the beginning of the pandemic, I cut out alcohol. <laughs> drinking has always been a little bit complicated for me. My first experiences with being intoxicated were quite negative and resulted in a lot of trauma for me. But after that, I was never really able to stop. I didn't feel like I could just stop. It was the way to be social with others when I was in university. And as we know, I desperately wanted to fit in with other people. 
I was a musician and I played a lot in bars where drinks would just come to me with little effort. I didn't have to buy them. I didn't have to ask for them. They just showed up. Going for a drink seemed like the only date plan that anyone deigned to make. So I felt that I had to go out and drink in order to go on dates. And while I had a lot of fun time spent out enjoying drinks with friends, alcohol also had a way of making me feel sad, numb, angry. <laughs> it would surprise me with the emotions that it would elicit in me without my consent. I knew that if I got into the habit of having drinks at home, alone in isolation, I would not fare well. So I just kind of stopped. Drinking became something that was for the right social moments, not for daily or weekly ritual. And while I do not live a life that is entirely sober from alcohol, I have kept up with this lifestyle adjustment. This is, like I said, the second time that I've wiped drinking out of my life, and I did not regret it the first time, and I do not regret it now. Taking a break from alcohol helped me realize and recognize the ways in which it was negatively impacting my inner world. And now I feel so much more aware of the effects it has on my body and my mind. I may have always felt like I had control, but really I now feel so intentional in that relationship and actually in control for the first time in my adult life. But I feel boring. I fear <laughs> fear this feeling of being boring in this way because it is not, you know, the social and societal norm. Many bars and restaurants don't cater to a sober crowd. They're starting to, but it's very slow. I once asked at a bar for a mocktail and I was delivered a Shirley Temple instead. And like, while that might be a refreshing drink, it does not feel like you're getting to enjoy the same sensory experience of having a cocktail. It's, you know, orange juice and grenadine. <laughs> not cute, y'all. I feel so self-conscious when I tell people I don't really drink much anymore. I feel judged. I know there are more conversations happening around sobriety and living sober curious, but as someone who spent many years going out to bars by habit and performing in bars regularly, it has been an interesting self-boundary to vocalize to others in my life. Allowing myself to be a little boring in this sense has brought a lot of positive things into my world though. My mood is more stable. I don't deal with hangovers often, so I can maximize my entire weekend. I have more fun when I go out and I can remember more from my time with my friends and loved ones. I sleep so much better. Oh my gosh, I had no idea how much my blood sugar from drinking gin and tonics all night was affecting my ability to sleep. So this has also led to me having fewer nightmares. Not that I'm someone who has lots of nightmares, but when I think about the spans of time in my life when my nightmares were the worst, it was when I was drinking a lot and when my stress levels were really high. I'm not here to police your relationship with alcohol at all, my friend, not one bit. I understand that drinking is a central part of socialization in our world and that alcohol is ingrained deeply in events, advertising, television, and everything else. But if it's been some time since you last considered your relationship to booze, 
or something you've maybe never thought about before, now could be the time. It doesn't have to mean that you change your drinking habits at all. Just check in with yourself and see where you land. Simply asking myself how alcohol really made me feel and what positive or negative gains or losses I was getting from having it be a key part of my life changed a lot for me. And so whether you ask yourself this question and anything changes or nothing changes or everything changes, there's no wrong answer. This is really about creating a life that serves you best. And that is what I'm here to support. The second way in which I became more boring was that I said yes less. I know, I know. (laughs) I am the strongest advocate to saying yes to aligned opportunities, and I've talked about that very openly on many episodes of this podcast to date. I'm now living in a life where saying yes is safer for me and intentional, and I understand how and where that makes sense. But this was not always the case. I used to say yes way too much to almost any date because like, you never know. I said yes to every social event because I didn't want to let down any of my friends, even if I was double booked and completely exhausted. Said yes to every project that came to me, especially if it had a paycheck attached to it because more money always felt like what was needed, even if it wasn't. And even if I knew I was not the right person for the gig, I had so much trouble saying no. I was not saying yes for the right reasons. I was saying yes out of scarcity and FOMO. So I stopped. I had no reason to go on endless dates or any dates really. In fact, the beginning of my relationship with my partner Greg was very slow. Our dates were outdoors and spent six feet apart. We had dates at protests wearing masks, dates that were two weeks apart, maybe more. I allowed myself not to say yes so readily and instead to let my body and mind tell me when it was the right time or opportunity. Reducing how often I was saying yes allowed me so much more actual time than I had ever had before. I now had the space in my schedule and the energy to learn something new, to journal, to cook, to dance in my kitchen. I spent more time doing the things that felt good and made me happier. I learned tarot. I began a YouTube channel to find ways to connect with other people through tarot. I became more boring, but I became more interesting too, because I was now interested. I had something to be interested in with intention and with focus. And that creates magnetism, my friends. I had the beginnings of my rich inner life where I was never really feeling bored. This boring pace of life I shifted myself into in 2020 makes up the base of what is now an incredibly rich inner and odor life in 2023. In 2020, my schedule became wide, wide open socially because I had to stay at home. But my time, my time became more and more booked. But booked in ways that energize me, booked in ways that inspire me, 
booked in ways that fill me with excitement, enthusiasm, and wonder. I felt self-conscious for a long time about being a boring person. I thought it was an indicator that I was slipping on my youth or becoming a fuddy-duddy or something. But lately, I'm feeling very celebratory of my boring baddie timeline because it isn't boring at all from where I'm sitting. My days are filled with activities I'm really interested in more often than not. They are less stressful and they expand me in bigger ways. My time spent with people I care about is also much more intentional and meaningful, if I'm very honest, because I see social time as sacred now. How beautiful it is to see someone I care about smile or hear them laugh, to listen to them tell their stories with me eye to eye and heart to heart. I took this for granted in the before times. Recently, I shared a post on Instagram comparing myself from 2019 to myself today in 2023. They are two entirely different human beings. The quantum leaps of growth in my journey these past four years has felt like straddling a fault line during an earthquake. It has been scary and exciting, but it has left me on many occasions feeling like I was becoming someone or something that other people around me did not want to see me be. I felt called to talk about this perception of being boring with you all this week because it's a real fear that I live with and how others perceive me in some of these changes in my life. My love for an early bedtime and an early rise. My devotion to my routines and rituals. My ability to feel immense love and gratitude for my home and ability to spend time in it. I love being at home. The new ways that I'm caring for my mental and physical health. I realize that this is all tied to my own fear of judgment and comparison thinking. I am only human. I am still growing. I have been scared to admit that maybe this version of myself is more of a bore in their lifestyle. But this version of me, they are more fierce and confident than they ever were before. They are determined, focused, and creative in ways they never had access to. They respect themselves in so many more ways than they ever did. I want to celebrate the slowing down, skater. I want to embrace the moving in new rhythms and breaking old habits. I want to revel in intentionally spending our time and energy. And I want to do that publicly here with you clearly. <laughs> so maybe it will inspire you too. Skater, I really can't be sure how you are internalizing the episode this week. Maybe you're nodding along thinking big yes for me. Maybe you're rolling your eyes about how youth is wasted on the young and we should all embrace partying and living at the edges of our lives in all moments. Both of you would be right in your own way. There are many parallel truths. My truth has been in finding simplicity and tracking my energy. And so I want to share that with you in today's skills drill, because no matter if you want to live life to its fullest with grand spontaneity or embrace the slowing down process like I did, becoming more aware of your energy will make the greatest impact on how fulfilling you find your time. Previous versions of myself did, 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 and were always in do, do, do mode. 
I did not allow myself much time to even consider how what I was doing was making me feel. By the time I got home every night, I would collapse in a heap into my bed and wake up and do it all over again the next morning. Life was fast. My slowdown came by force. But what it led me to was to start asking this question. Does this thing, activity, relationship, opportunity, event, make me feel positive, negative, or neutral? I began to let the answer to that become the barometer for accepting or declining invitations for my energy or for my time. I would also end days with asking, what made me feel great and energized today? What made me feel drained or depleted? And began to work to add more of those things that were in the making me feel good pile where and when I could. And then I would remove the draining ones or try to reduce my exposure to them. We don't always have full control over this, but often there are ways that we can, you know, go one direction or the other more or less. You might find yourself surprised at some of the energy um, drainers and some of the things that are fulfilling your energy around you. Simply becoming aware of them can change everything. Like, do you find being at the gym boring but still want to exercise? Love dancing in your bedroom at home? Maybe for you, just knowing this means that there's some recognition that perhaps I got to ditch the gym in favor of some dance classes. Not everything that drains us needs to be removed. There are more often than not ways that we can replace some of these things with something that demands less of our energy or inspires us a bit more. If you want to do this passively, write down in a chart or an Excel spreadsheet every evening what gave you energy and what took it away. And then review it after a few weeks. See what the patterns are. I'm willing to bet you will be surprised. There's probably a chore or something that is part of every day that just is sucking your energy and you're not even thinking about it. The second skills drill for this week is to take some time to reflect on your relationship to substance. This might include alcohol like it did for me. It also may be around caffeine. I've been there too. <laughs> Drugs, cannabis, supplements. What are you using most often? What are you using for? Do you get more positives or negatives from including certain substances in your life? I don't want to prescribe any action on this one. I know it is a subject that is challenging for many of us to reflect on without deferring to feelings of shame or stigma. But these types of reflections have impacted my life greatly, and I think they are a value for more of us to take that time and simply sit with them. Do you genuinely enjoy this? Are you in partnership with these substances for a positive gain in your life? I will remind you that your self-awareness is what will lead to all of the biggest changes and steps in your life. When we know ourselves well and intimately, we become powerful in new ways. You are the master of your own life. You are the main character. You are the writer, producer, and editor. Do not be afraid to use that red pen or eraser in your own life. Making changes for your betterment is not admitting defeat. It is reclaiming your time and power. I am so proud of you for being on this journey and allowing me to be part of it. 
And I'm sending you massive love from my boring, beautiful place in this life. I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. Be sure to find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl for even more insight. And feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now, go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.